It began long ago. Two young boys in an American town riding their bikes to school and Little League practice. Over the years, the boys became fast friends, united in their love for stories where things would go horribly wrong. Pour yourself a strong beverage and buckle up. You're in the shallow end with Schneebly and Toth. The clock on the wall says it's episode 69 of The Shallow End with Schneebly and Toth. Say, Johnny, that's one <laughs> smug look you got on your face. And deservedly so, sir. Right back at you. What say we do this entire episode in these campy old-time voices? And let's call each other Johnny and Sally. Can't you just hear the listeners tuning away? What do they call that? The Mid-Atlantic uh, Mid-Atlantic is a, yeah, is a famous, or I think a, a kind of a hackneyed... Uh, yeah, term for that. It's a combination of uh, like a, a, an American accent and a British accent that yeah. the studios in the 40s and 30s thought, right. well, everybody will enjoy this. That's what they want to hear. Sitting in front of their tube radios in the living room, waiting for the next episode of Amos and Andy. Can you fathom, can you imagine Amos and Andy in 2023? No, that would never fly. That's an SNL sketch. Uh, Amos and Andy adapted to the year 2023. <laughs> Whoever comedian takes that and runs with it, that's a freebie. It's yours. Go ahead. We're not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> I think I went first last time. Is that right? Yeah. And I've got a story for you. And uh, Oh, I love that about yeah, you. Yeah. And it's a, it's a true story. It happened to me. It's what? another one of my... For reals? For reals. It's not the clogged toilet in the uh, hotel with Jeff Davis, is it? <laughs> not that I'd mind hearing that story again, because it's one of your best. That was actually one of my prouder moments. Now, this story, I'm not sure if uh, I'm the person who dove deeper into the shallow end than the uh, protagonist here, okay? You know what? The listeners and I will decide. Okay, so here we go. It's kind of like, it's almost like Dumb and Dumber. Uh, right out of their playbook anyway. Home improvement gone wild. This is a story that actually happened a few years ago. I had a brilliant idea, or what I thought was a brilliant idea, to buy a foreclosed house <laughs> and to renovate it. Kind of like a money pit with Tom Hanks thing? <laughs> Absolutely turned out to be that way. We should probably tell the people at home who don't know that you are what I would call an extremely handy guy around the house. You know your power tools, you know your your construction, assembly, things like that. Well, I'm no Mike Rowe. Well, who among us is? But I can find my way around some, some minor home repair. Uh, this wasn't minor, though. I looked at a number of places, and this one, this one had uh, the pipes had frozen and burst in the wintertime, and so a lot of water damage. It brought the ceilings in the living room and the dining room down. Holy it was God. a lot of uh, drywall damage and water damage, and uh, the entire downstairs was a DIY uh, nightmare. I'm guessing this was in Maine? Yes. Yeah. And it was mine, all mine. <laughs> Um, so let me just stop you here. Did you find a realtor and say, I want you to find me the crappiest piece of property you can? <laughs> <laughs> Not in so many words, but um, this is what I found. And, and, and to be honest with you, I didn't really want it. But I thought, hey, I'll just put in a ridiculously low ball offer just right. for fun okay. and, and see what happened. Good tech. They took it. Uh-oh. 
crap. I was so <laughs> mad at myself. I should have offered more. <laughs> but I thought, hey, nah, why not? Let's go for it. So I walk inside after I've closed and I go, you know, this is way over my head. I can't do this. So I decided to call in reinforcements, but I didn't have a lot of a budget. So I was talking to a guy I worked with, an engineer at the radio station, and uh, he said, hey, you know, my nephew is pretty good at construction. And he needs a place to live. So maybe you guys could work something out. Okay. So I, I go meet his nephew and he seems like he, you know, he seems all right. All right as anyone can be when you're inviting them into your disaster zone of a home, I guess. <laughs> and so the deal was I would buy the materials and he would live there at a reduced rent and fix the place. Okay. And he also had a friend who needed a place to stay too. So he was a construction dude. So they would both live there, pay reduced rent. I would buy the materials and they would fix the house. Now, on paper, this seems like a very, very good idea. Well, it seemed that way at the time. Did any bells go off like in meeting these two guys where something in the back of your brain said, "Uh, JG, maybe you shouldn't do this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Big old bells. Oh, not little, not little bells. Big bells. These are like big Ben sized banging bells. Yeah. Okay. But the fact that this guy was the nephew of somebody that I that I knew well and respected and trusted, you know, I I kind of ignored those big bells. So I I got the tools and the materials, and we're and we're talking about like a a pallet of drywall sitting in the garage, and all of the mud and tape and everything. And they say, yep, okay, we're going to get right to it. So a week goes by and I haven't heard anything. So I, uh, I call the guy's number and uh, he, he picks up and he goes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're going to start this weekend. Hmm. I said, great. Another week goes by and I call and uh, he doesn't answer. So a couple of days later, I just took a ride out to the house and uh, he was there. He was out, out in the backyard shooting his rifles into the woods. <laughs> and well, it is Maine. That's what people do on the weekends. Uh, usually they go to a gravel pit, but mm -hmm. he just went out into my backyard and I had stored some things in the barn that was out there, including uh, an antique table that I had inherited from my grandfather. And he had dragged it out into the field to put his beer cans on while oh. he was shooting into the woods. Oh and so anyway, I asked him about the renovations and he said his roommate had gone on some mysterious journey and that had delayed their plans, but he'd get right to it. So I waited and I waited some more. My calls went unanswered. Finally, I realized I wasn't getting the happy ending I was hoping for. Now, let me guess when you, when you went out and surprised him like that, all that drywall and tape and everything was still sitting in the garage untouched, <laughs> untouched where it had been for weeks yeah okay exactly well at least they didn't sell it for beer yeah they didn't do that i'm surprised they didn't but i drive out uh, this is again you know weeks and weeks and weeks have gone by and i get there and the place is empty it's it's deserted he left they just took off and they weren't content with not doing the work. They uh, actually contributed more destruction to uh, 
to the property. Man. It was unbelievable, Lens. There were holes in the walls. They had punched holes in in the walls that were still good. Okay. Doors were missing. <laughs> I don't know. Fronts of drawers were gone. Uh, they stole all the doorknobs uh, off the doors that weren't missing. The living room looked like a buffalo had been sleeping in there. <laughs> And I think that they took <laughs> some golf clubs that were in storage out and just redesigned the uh, drywall in the kitchen. Good grief. However, I will give them this. In the backyard, there was a masterpiece. They had created this huge, beautiful fire pit. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, is probably the only reason they wanted to live there was yeah. to drink beer and build fires and this was it was a masterpiece it wasn't just a fire pit it was like a bonfire arena oh fit for a pyrotechnic gladiator showdown nice it looked like they had burned everything they could find uh fortunately not my grandfather's table but the place it looked well let me describe it you'd walk into the backyard there'd be it was like charred earth fiery remnants a distinct aroma of burnt dreams it was kind of like like the opening scene for all quiet on the western front it really looked like a world war one battlefield so is this where everything that had been torn off the house like the cupboards and the doors and things like yep. that that's that's where it all ended up in the giant fire pit from hell yeah okay they were burning uh, cabinetry uh, once they ran out of firewood. So I was feeling pretty good about it. Sure. Um, sure. You know, you were, yeah. And I, and, and I couldn't track this guy down. And his uncle was like really embarrassed. And he's all he could say is, I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know where he is. So I, I bit the bullet and I took matters into my own hand and hands and I hired people that uh, I knew. And uh, we all did the repairs together. And then I found a lovely retired couple to rent the place and they were wonderful. And they were there for about a year and a half. And she, she planted flowers. They kept the grass cut. They handled small repairs on their own. How long did it take you and your, your, uh, bona fide workers to refurbish the house after the, uh, the kids had, had messed it up? Six weeks. Oh, my gosh. That's fast. I had a couple of really dedicated friends that <laughs> took pity on me. I think that they were house flippers and they'd been through similar situations before, I guess. But anyway, these guys that we rented to, this it's elderly couple. They were great. But life has a way of throwing you a curveball. One day I get a call from this, this sweet little old man. Right. And he uh, he's telling me that raw sewage is flooding the basement. And you never want to hear the words raw sewage coming from a tenant. Not to correct you. I, I don't think there's ever a time when you want to hear that from anybody. <laughs> right. At, right. At any point for any reason. Unless it's a punchline yeah, to a joke. That's not really affecting your life or your home. Now, this house was in another town. So I, I and it's a stuff of nightmares. I drive out to, to the town and I see raw sewage coming in from a collapsed PVC pipe. And uh, the pipe 
it was clogged or something. So I put the couple in a hotel and I call like a septic truck company and they come and they survey the damage and they inform me that what had happened was that uh, the PVC pipe that connected the main sewer of the house to the septic tank right. had collapsed right underneath a fire pit that had been built. <laughs> It had <laughs> melted the PVC pipe. Oh, these guys' gift just keeps on giving, huh? The heat had weakened the PVC pipe and it had collapsed <sighs> and the sewage was backing up into the house. So I hire the company. They trench it out. They put new PVC pipe in. They clean it all. Everything's fine. Did they admire the fire pit? <laughs> they did as they were disassembling it. So while the uh, construction process is going on, the replacing of the sewer pipe, somebody breaks into the garage and uh, yeah, it's it's that guy. The guy that had, you had hired to live there and, and refurb the right. place. Okay. Yeah. Now he didn't have many things in the house, but he did have a couple of those ramps that you would use to put an ATV or a dirt bike up on the back of a pickup truck. Sure, sure. He had left those in the garage. And so I'm assuming it was him because somebody broke into the window and those were the only things missing. He came back and burgled my house yeah. to get his uh, his ramps back. So they finish up the construction. Everything's fine. The couple moves back in and that's all good news. And then I hear through the grapevine that uh, this this guy, the nephew, was trying to get his dirt bike up onto the back of his pickup truck. He yeah. was doing wheelies on the ramp and he flipped his bike and broke his leg in three places. Oh no. The end. Oh. So don't. I don't know if if he's the shallow end diver, but I'm probably the shallow end diver think, in this in this story. Well, I'm going to say he is he is uh more in the shallow end because he broke he broke bones in three places and all you had to do was write checks and slap your forehead. So, yeah, I slapped my forehead many, many times. So uh, that's that's some pretty serious karma, a, a leg break in three places. Yeah. And uh, never heard from him. Um, I heard through, you know, his uncle what right. was going on with him but apparently his life went right into the toilet afterwards so let that be a lesson to you kids don't build a fire pit over a sewer pipe and then not pay your bills yeah and then burgle the place yeah and then try to do a wheelie up onto a truck yes don't to, do those yes to th all those things. things do not do yeah. those things tired of the same old diner food ready for something a little different <clears throat> come on down to sling blade diner we serve them up real good, I reckon. That's right. At the Sling Blade Diner, we got all sorts of fixings. We got them french fried potatoes, mmm. Biscuits with mustard. I like them real well. With a banana. And for those of you with a sweet tooth, try Carl's special chocolate-covered door prices. They're just as mysterious and tasty as they sound. Ain't got no boy named Doyle here, but we got Doyle's spare ribs. Some folks call it a Kaiser Blade. I call it a Sling Blade. Best barbecue in town. Mm. And don't forget to wash it all down with some of our refreshing iced tea. It's colder than a well digger's buttocks. If you don't like it, I reckon you don't got to eat it. And for a limited time, mention this ad and get a free side of potted meat. 
It's a meal you'll be talking about long after you've licked the last of the mustard off your biscuit. It's good for me. I reckon it'll be good for you too. Mm. The Sling Blade Diner, where every meal's a little bit peculiar, but that's just the way we like it. Located just off the main highway behind the lawnmower repair shop. I reckon I'll be waiting for y'all. You'll know you're here when you hear the sound of the blade. The email address is lifeguard at shallowendpodcast.com. We look forward to your emails with story ideas, comments, eh, criticisms, maybe. No, we don't look forward to that. If uh, they're constructive and they're not rude. If you're going to be rude um, in criticizing our podcast, uh, please include a link to your podcast. Because we'd love to hear what you're doing. Yeah, we'd like to get some tips. <laughs> from the pros. From people who know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victoria says, hey guys, recently started listening after falling into this podcast from Box of Oddities. I've got my favorite story to share. A couple of years ago, I lived in outback Australia in a small remote town. How cool is that? Living remote in Australia means that our nearest city was a 12-hour drive away, parentheses, a distance of about 500,000 grilled cheese sandwiches, if my math is correct. (laughs) (laughs) That's the standard unit of measurement. From down under. Uh, Our doctors were more often than not, not recent graduates getting experience on us unsuspecting outback folk. I'd gone to see one of these fresh out of doctor school doctors to have some (laughs) small moles removed. They were small enough that he said he could just use the electric cauterizing device that he'd start on my back. I agreed, took my top off and hopped face down on the bed. He used some alcohol wipes to sanitize the area and got to work. However, he didn't wait for the alcohol on my back to dry. And as soon as his little mole oh. sizzling device touched my back, jeez, oh, no. <laughs> I heard a distinctive whoosh sound. Oh, no, no. <laughs> the same sound you hear when a gas stove lights or when lighter fluid on a wood fire <laughs> takes hold. I heard a panicked <laughs> gasp from the doctor and immediately smelled burnt hair. It was then I realized that he had set me a light. I felt the wind of panicked hands flapping and blowing as this young doctor extinguished my flaming back. (laughs) I turned my head to look at this doctor and saw a mix of terror and confusion. And then the dawning realization of what had happened. He had set my body on fire. Fortunately, I wasn't hurt. Yeah. Wow. I thought it was hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing. I told the horrified doctor that I wouldn't be reporting him for setting me on fire, but that he should probably learn from my little experience and always wait for the alcohol to dry. Yeah. <laughs> P.S. I also, I also declined to have the mole on my inner thigh removed. <laughs> <laughs> That's just wisdom. Very well smart, done, Victoria. Very yeah. smart, Victoria. Thanks for an amazing mm-hmm. podcast. She continues. It keeps me entertained every day. Kind regards, Vicky. Vicky, we truly appreciate you sharing that story. We're, we we think that inner thigh uh, decision was a very good one. <laughs> yes, that was and, spot on. Uh, and um, I'm really struck, JG, by the increasing number of emails we have from people in uh, far-flung places. Not to say that America is the center of the world, but at least compared to where you and I live, people from Cape Horn and Scotland and Australia are writing in, which is really, Denmark. really cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. I mean, it's, it's, it's so much fun. Isn't it like one of the most enjoyable things about doing a podcast is you record an episode, you hit upload, and then you start getting emails from around the world almost instantaneously. It reminds me a little bit of a message in a bottle. You know, woke up one morning, can't believe what I saw. A hundred million bottles washed up on the shore. The gospel according to Sting, everyone. Which is biblical in its truth. We are getting (laughs) so many uh, emails on a daily basis that it has been tough for the lifeguard to even send individual thanks. So to Nick, James, Mr. Mac, Jeff, Laura, Karen, Nala, Brian, Nathan, Bailey, Roshan, Amy... I want to say thank you for sending in your and, emails and keep them coming. Keep them coming. We're gonna we're gonna turn it into gold. Lifeguard at shallowendpodcast.com. All right, Lindsay, your your story. Thank you, my friend. Today is an Apple Day, as of, of an stories. Apple Day. Apple of Apple of uh, Apple Computer Company. Oh. Fame. I was actually going to do this story before I I stumbled across a different story. And this was was eerily similar to a story you had a few months ago, JG, about the the guy who dropped his, I believe it was his iPhone, into the toilet in an outhouse. There's a woman, I think. She uh, uh, was, uh, she had her dog. And That's right. She tr- yeah. tried to fish the iPhone out by tying the leash to the edge of like the toilet paper holder or something. That didn't work out. Yeah. Well, funny how things uh, repeat themselves. A woman was rescued last week from an outhouse toilet in northern Michigan after she climbed down to retrieve her Apple Watch and became trapped. Oh, the woman whose name was not released lowered herself inside the toilet after dropping the watch at Dixon Lake in Otsego County's Bagley Township in Michigan. First responders were called when the woman was heard yelling for help. The toilet was removed. A strap was used to haul the woman out. State police spokesperson said, if you lose an item in an outhouse toilet, do not attempt to venture inside the containment area. <laughs> Serious injury may occur. Oh, that's so, a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. So that's one way to lose a, an Apple product. But this story is even more amazing to me. Now, it still involves uh, an Apple product, but not in a not in an outhouse, not in a toilet, but sort of sort of tangential to this. And before I jump into this, JG, I have to ask you, have you ever swallowed at any age in your life a small object that you didn't mean to? And when I say small object, I mean like a coin marble monopoly board piece something something like that have you ever accidentally swallowed something like that i swallowed some coins when i was maybe a toddler okay do you even remember this or is this no my dad told me this story okay it was early on in his teaching career and times were rough and he uh told me in great detail how he would rummage through my diaper looking for change Hey, on a teacher's salary, yeah. everything matters. Listen, you, you, know? gotta, you gotta find it where you can, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I actually, uh, and and I think I, 
I think this was when I knew you, but I don't know if I ever told you this story. It was when I was when I had my crappy little TV show and my roommate, Matthew Kennedy, whom I know uh, you have you have met more than once. He and I were roommates at uh, a townhome at the end of uh, Country Club, uh, Racket Club Village. It was at Country Club and, and Prince. And we loved us some Coors Light beer. <laughs> Why? I don't know. In hindsight, um, it was inexpensive. <laughs> And sure, in all sure. fairness, I haven't had a Coors Light in so long that I, I shouldn't appear to be to be slamming. I'm sure it's a wonderful beer. And if they'd like to sponsor the shallow end with Schneebly and Toth, we would welcome their sponsorship. But I digress. <laughs> One day I I took uh, it was in the kitchen and the little pull tab, which was not actually the kind that you pull off like, you know, Schlitz cans from the 1960s. It's uh-huh. like a, like a current soda can. It's the little kind of horseshoe yeah. shaped thing that that depresses the the oval into the can and then flips back up so it stays on the can well for whatever reason i got into this weird habit of taking that thing back and forth uh so that it would rip off and then i would drop it into the beer can for some very stupid reason that's why they developed those lens they stay connected to the can so that you don't you don't choke on it exactly Which is why, after doing this probably 257 times on, I'm guessing, the 258th try, I took the first swig of ice-cold Coors Light, you know, the silver bullet, yeah, and felt something in my throat and thought, well, that's not beer. Beer's not hard like that. And proceeded to freak out. It was on a Saturday afternoon. And I actually called my uh, doctor's uh, answering service. This is back in the days of doctor's answering services. And make an appointment to go in on Monday morning and call on Monday. And he says, actually, before you drive down here, we're going to throw one of these things in the x-ray machine and see if it even shows up. Because if it doesn't, it's you're wasting your time to drive down here. Oh, that's great. And it didn't show up. And he said, well, just uh, just keep an eye on things. <laughs> and OK, well, at least he didn't light your back on fire. <laughs> true, true. There was no flame. There was no alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, a piece that looked somewhat like that uh, later showed up and I realized that uh, it, it had navigated through my through my <laughs> intestinal tract. Okay, but well, I good. never, never again did that. And in hindsight, I think, why on earth? What kind of idiot would do that? Because nothing good is going to come of that. Anyway, this brings us full circle to a woman named Tana Barker, who is a realtor in Cottonwood Heights, Utah. That's just a few miles south of Salt Lake City. So... Uh, A few weekends ago, Tana was out uh, walking and uh, talking to um, a a friend, and she's got her husband's Apple uh, earbuds, AirPod Pros. So she's out walking and she's on the phone and and then, you know, hangs up the phone call and continues to to uh, walk with the earbuds in. And then she runs into on this on this this trail, this walking path, uh, a friend of hers. And so she uh, she takes the uh, earbuds out of her ears and and puts them in in her, uh, you know, hoodie pocket. 
and they're really caught up in conversation. Now, one of Tana's habits when she would go for a run, she would put her vitamins in her pocket. And then oh, at the end, no. end of the run, she would she would take the vitamins and and that was sort of her little, OK, now I'm done with my walk. Now I'm going to take my vitamins. So she's really enthralled in this conversation with her friend that she's talking to on the on the trail. And she goes to pop her vitamins in her mouth (laughs) and she feels something sort of strange as she's swallowing these vitamins. And she said, I I just thought that the pills, you know, sometimes when vitamins get warm, they sort of fuse together sometimes in sort of an odd shape. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she thought, well, these these pills must have fused together in a weird shape. And so she takes uh, her bottle of water and she says... I kept swallowing the water and it was getting harder and harder for these vitamins to get down her throat. She says, I could feel them going down really slowly. Now, were the vitamins playing Summer of 69 by Brian Adams? (laughs) No, they were playing uh, Love's Theme by the uh, Love Unlimited Orchestra. After bidding farewell to her friend, Tana says that she she realized when she looked down in her hand that the pills were now in her hand and that the left iPod Pro was gone. She still had the right one, but the left one was gone. And did she have a vitamin in her ear? (laughs) She did not. Well, the audio quality on these suck. <laughs> For all this did me, I could have just shoved a B-complex in my ear. These ear- these AirPods <laughs> suck. She said, I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. I have an AirPod inside me now. So she says she, re- she, she walks home and she is now in tears. And she tells her husband exactly what happened. He says, you know, honey, if I were you, I, I wouldn't tell anybody about this. And she, at first she thinks, yeah, that's that's probably smart. But instead, she goes on TikTok and records, <laughs> of course, records of course a video telling her 4000 TikTok followers exactly what had happened. And should she reach out to anyone for medical advice? Now, she says almost all of these people said, just let it pass naturally. It shouldn't really do any harm because the, the it does have a battery inside it, but it's encased in plastic. Now, one of her TikTok followers uh, who turned out to be, I, I believe, a physician said, tell me you only swallowed one of them and not both of them because they're magnetized and if they attached to each other that could really cause an issue which is something i didn't even think about but commenters were also and and of course this is what happens in 2023 when you post something on social media commenters start saying things like hey can you hear music coming from your stomach Mm -hmm. which of course she couldn't but even though the answer to that was no the airpod was still working because she said when her husband realized what had happened and he pressed (laughs) pressed his iphone against her stomach using the find my app Uh, 
it listed the uh, the the right AirPod as here. Like, yes, you have it right here, mm-hmm. even though it's separated by layers of skin and intestinal tract. And in fact, <laughs> that worked twice. Uh, but then the next day, it came up as disconnected, meaning they okay. they they couldn't they couldn't find it, even though they had a pretty good idea of of where it was. A lot of the commenters on her TikTok actually applaud, applauded Barker for her her sense of humor, and one of them even said. You are the queen. I have a panic attack if I have a little indigestion. Another person said, when you get it back, it will be an I pooed. <laughs> Others shared their own run-ins with followed sworn objects. One person said that they had actually ingested their contact lenses one night after leaving them in a cup of water on their nightstand. This is not to say that she didn't continue to harbor some anxiety because a doctor did say to her, you're probably going to be fine, but in real life, if you start to run a fever or if your stomach gets hard, you should go to the emergency room. Now, she had been, as I had in in my beer tab swallowing days of the of the late <laughs> 1980s, a phrase I've never uttered in my life. She had been monitoring her <laughs> bowel movements with gloves and had promised to keep her followers updated as the saga unfolded. But she said that Uh everyone's comments did make her feel less alone. The support, she says, was amazing. People were so kind, and they would write me things like, I've never been so invested in someone else's bowels. (laughs) (laughs) So on Monday, just two days after this happened, she posted a follow-up video to let the world know that the AirPod had successfully navigated her colon and exited safely. The article says it's unclear what's become of the listening tool upon resurfacing. Now, if you'll remember, she had a pair of her own AirPods. And for some reason, as she was going for her walk on that Saturday morning, she grabbed her husband's instead. <laughs> and I'm picturing the conversation where she walks in holding the AirPod that's exited her body. And he, uh, I, I don't know this. I'm just picturing him saying, yeah, yeah, I think you're going to go buy me a new pair of, uh, yeah. of AirPods. I think that one's yeah. yours. I'm good. Give me yours. We'll call it even. One of the TikTokers said, I literally woke up thinking this morning, I hope AirPod lady is okay. <laughs> but the best comment she got was, hey, listen to your gut. <laughs> Pretty smart. Uh-huh. I love that. The lady who swallowed her AirPods. Got this from Yahoo News, the New York Post, and abcnews.com. My dad taught at a university um, years and years ago, and they had a visiting professor who was at one point one of Einstein's uh, protégés. For real guy. Yeah, for reals. Your dad was a math professor, right? Yes. Yeah, my dad was a math professor. So this guy came for uh, some guest lectures, and he was brilliant. But as is often the case, those who have like a 150, 160 IQ, they're thinking about more important things than, oh, I don't know, walking around and stuff. I was going to say how to safely cross a street. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and this guy was very eccentric. And dad tells the story about how while he would be lecturing, 
he'd be writing on the chalkboard, he would be eating potato chips, but he didn't have potato chips in a bag. He just put like a handful of chips in his suit pocket. <laughs> his tweed coat. With the elbow patches. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And yeah. and as as he would be writing on the board, he would reach in and eat his potato chips. And dad, <laughs> dad said he was right in the middle of some complex mathematical equation. And he reached in his pocket and he pulled out a receipt and stuffed it into his mouth and ate oh it and kept Lord. right on going. Good grief. Didn't even notice. Good grief. <laughs> it's amazing how God gives certain people. It's, it's like there's a, there's a bank account. And if he gives you that kind of fierce intelligence for mm. fierce intelligence for complex mathematical equations, he's gonna he's gonna debit something from your common sense because <laughs> it's not like you get both, you know. No, you don't get both. Yeah, you don't get both. Yeah. It's choose one or the other, and then you have the in person the, the person with incredible street smarts who can't add, you know, do simple arith arithmetic or carry on a conversation. Yeah, it's. It's remarkable. It it's really is. Well, we love listening to uh, your conversations. Uh, we can do so through your device. I don't know if you realize this or not, but uh, we can hear what's going on in your house. In fact, iPod lady, we were listening to your lower intestine <laughs> at one point. <laughs> and we knew everything was going to be fine. We meant to get a hold of you before now, but we got busy. Things get out of hand from time to time. What we do really love is uh, getting emails from you, and we look forward to them every week. Lifeguard at shallowendpodcast.com. Which is very easy to remember because that's the name of this, well, this right. podcast. We look forward to uh, hanging out with you next time, and in the meantime, make good choices. Your life and your earbuds might depend on it. So concludes another episode of The Shallow End with Schnebley and Toff. We thank you for listening. Oh, be a dear, would you? Please subscribe to this podcast, give these boys a five-star rating, and think of something nice to say, even if you have to make something up. And visit us online at shallowendpodcast.com. Okay, gotta go. <laughs>